all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Snuck into that one for <laughs> yes, you. did. I'm Rachel. I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. <laughs> yes, it is. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Discord and our Facebook discussion group. Or just listen to us the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Or do all of the above. <laughs> or do all of it. Yes, mm-hmm. we do have some people who do all of those things. Yes. Um, uh, we are <laughs> going out on a limb <laughs> and actually <laughs> announcing a maybe date. <laughs> yes, we are. For the all bad things, let's see, what should we call it? Uh, 200th episode recording stravaganza? Recording party. Recording party. Recording showcase. Live. Yes. All bad things live. Yes. We'll do it live. <laughs> that's that's you know what that's all what bad we'll call things. It. We'll, we'll do, do it live. live. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe one of us will pull a Bill Riley. <laughs> If you Bill can, O'Reilly? Bill Riley. Bill yes. O'Reilly. Well, it's okay if you don't get his name right. Which is it? It, it, it won't. It, it doesn't matter because he's a cancer on oh, society. I think it's O. It, it, it's it's Bill O'Reilly. Oh, okay. Or William O'Reilly or whatever. <laughs> William Q. O'Reilly. But uh, if you ever get the chance, I, I'm sure most people know what we're talking about. What oh, we're yeah. referencing. Well, we we uh, sampled it in our all good things. We theme. did. <laughs> yes, we did. That's right. Um, but if you ever get the chance to look at the Family Guy. Oh. <laughs> version of that where it's mm-hmm. Stewie doing the oh, exact okay. same monologue it's it's even better okay because it's more fitting when an infant does it it is it's, <laughs> it's right on the nose <laughs> a British infant with a with a football for a head <laughs> so yes we are tentatively planning a zoom live broadcast for um April 24th 2021 which is only like four weeks away, which it is why is. I put yes, it's four weeks away. Like we need to figure this out. Um, <laughs> four weeks from tomorrow, as we're recording, mm-hmm. right? Because we're recording this on March twenty sixth. Um, so I put out a survey, and we've already gotten like a shocking number of responses. Um, a survey to determine like the best time for everybody because. Um, we have people in multiple time zones. So we're trying to see if we can find a time that'll like include the most people. Mm-hmm. So we have a Google Forms survey out there. I shared the link on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you are not on any of those social media platforms, but you want to participate in the survey because you would like to um, join in the chat or, or watch us for the live broadcast, email us and we'll go ahead and, and just email you the link to complete the survey. Um, still not entirely sure how any of this is going to work, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it <laughs> yes, out. Yes, we will. As we always do. Mm-hmm. We've figured it out up to this point. Right. Nothing, I... <laughs> nothing can stop us. 
the idea behind doing it via Zoom versus, say, Facebook Live or YouTube um, is that there is an interactive component. Like we can do like a mm-hmm. little chitter chatter afterwards or whatever. Regardless, the episode itself, we are just recording it. So just like we're doing now, but with people staring at us, which will be creepy. Um, <laughs> and uh, so everyone will get to hear the episode. It's just that um, we'll figure out some way to do like a little... I don't know, because, like, if there's a bunch of people, we can't really just... Everybody's mics are unmuted and everybody talks at the same time. It doesn't really work that way. I have no idea how we'll work it out, but we will. We will. We'll Somehow. figure it out. We'll figure it out. Somewhere over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if you are interested in watching us live on the 24th, April 24th, um, fill out our survey on any of those platforms, uh, or, you know, I shared it on all of those platforms, or... Um, email us at allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Let us know that you need the link and, and I'll send that to you. Um, probably going to keep it open like a week or two. Yeah. Ish. I would say two weeks. Yeah. Because yeah. if we have the date basically mm-hmm. set, we just need the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, get on that. If you want. If you don't, then there's no reason to <laughs> fill it out. So there we go. Um, a true democracy. That's Indeed. what we're all about. <laughs> if you want to participate, you can. If you don't, yeah. you don't have to. There you go. Um, also want to plug uh, our good friend and author, author Lee Hutch, um, not only has a new book coming out, mm-hmm. Molly Song, soon, but uh, has started a new podcast called Old Flames, A Journey Through Fire Service History. Um, that sounds very good. It does. It sounds, especially through the eyes of a fireman. Yes. And fire and, investigator. And history professor. And, so, yeah, all and of those. Yes. yes, I know. Through the eyes of all of those things. Again, we have people far more intelligent than us who listen yes. to us for some reason. So, um, so check out check out Lee's pod plus all the uses. Oh man, now I'm gonna blank on all of them. But cornfield meat, uh, '80s top pops. Mm-hmm. Damn it, I hope I'm getting Top the name right. Top of the right. Pops, I think. No. No, that's the, that's that, the, that was the show. I'm sorry, Shelby. I'm sorry that I'm blanking on the... I've mentioned it before, but... Um, uh, see, I shouldn't have done this off script because I didn't write them all down. So it's no, okay. of course I don't. <laughs> I don't remember everything, but... Uh, Listen to our podcast and all of our friends' podcasts. Yes. You know, our friends. Yeah, Just friends. find our friends and listen you know, to them. <laughs> you know. Friends. <laughs> friends. What's that? From. That is from one of the greatest 80s movies of all time, known as Better Off Dead. Oh, God. Yeah, that was the John Cusack one. It was. <laughs> it's so good. I get that one. It's so good. I get that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's but good. But we have different tastes in movies. Sometimes. We do. <laughs> what you drinking tonight? I am having one of the finest mm-hmm. local national beers. I said one of. Mm-hmm. This is the Michelob Ultra, prickly pear and lime. Infusions. Isn't that what it says? It is. <laughs> infusions. <Yeah. laughs> what was that? Like that, that's the infusion. That's oh. <laughs> that's what the that's what the sound. That's how that's it sounds. Sound yes. <laughs> I am drinking a torch pilsner from Foothills out of Winston Salem. <laughs> a torch. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Going out. Yeah. <laughs> We missed our trip to Winston-Salem last year because COVID. Yes. So um, the day this pod, this episode comes out, 
Um, I will be getting my second shot. Yes. My second Pfizer shot. Um, have you gotten your email? My parents have, have now not. gotten theirs. Our not. brother-in-law got his. I looked. I checked up on it yesterday, and I'm guessing I signed up the same day that most people did. Tens of thousands of My other people did. My parents only found out today yeah. and, and finally got in, so yeah. Because I signed up through four different right. sources the the first day I was available to sign did up. Did you and check your email today? I haven't today. It might be in there, because my parents found it. Might There's... be. We'll get to that. <laughs> on my off days i don't really i kind of well you should because yeah. it's important you need to get in okay yeah i will okay. <laughs> jeez <laughs> oh the sooner we get vaccinated the sooner everybody can start getting back to normal yes. is the idea so oh uh, trust me i i just haven't checked my email today oh my goodness okay <laughs> all right um, so we have a slate of listener research, <laughs> um, ready for your listening pleasure. Um, and this one was only, now here's the thing. I've done a horrible job at any form of like first in, first out, first in, first aired. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's actually, that's that's a motto we go by at work. FIFO or FIFO. FIFO. Yeah. I call it FIFO, but there's also LIFO. There's, mm-hmm. uh, um, things. There's a lot of, oh, I'm, I hate cost accounting. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but this one is definitely a LIFO. The last 10 first out. Um, so the reason that we don't always do everything completely sequentially the way people, um, have submitted it, and I know, and I'm sorry if you've waited for a long time for your script to be read. It's typically, you know, some scripts are <clears throat> and not completely filled up, you know, and could use a little bit mm-hmm. of fleshing out, and I'm terrible at making sure that we do that. Um, and so they're sitting in the queue and just haven't gotten gotten to, I guess. Um, and that's my fault, so blame me, and I'm sorry. And that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. So I don't blame you. But. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm talking to people in general. Okay. Because we appreciate everybody's um, contributions. Yes. Very much. Um. So, this is a, a actually a relatively new uh, uh, submission because I gave you a choice, mm-hmm. and this will probably spoil the next few episodes. But I said we have two air disasters. Mm-hmm. We have ground disaster. And then we had a natural disaster, and you chose natural disaster because you said we hadn't done one in a little while. So, this is a script by our loyal listener and previous researcher, Leanne. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And this is the story, and of course, I don't pre-read these, so we'll be learning together. This is this. Oh, no, this isn't Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> okay well who sorry is it the ground disaster was by leanne i'm sorry that's no that was leanne leanne's doing something else this is not leanne this is rebecca rebecca oh, okay. is the right person okay. who did this i'm sorry rebecca and i'm sorry leanne for getting you mixed up no this is not leanne leanne will come later this is rebecca's research I hope I remember to write that correctly in the description. <laughs> should, we, should we retake that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the, the magic have, of us. We have to stay authentic. Yes. <laughs> so this is Rebecca's script. 
um, who uses the pronouns she and her. And this is the story of the 1996 Yosemite Valley landslide. Okay. All right. We haven't done many landslides. No, we've done like one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. What song do you think comes to my head when I hear the word landslide? To me, uh-huh. the Smashing Pumpkins version. Oh, of the Stevie Nicks? Mm-hmm. Or the, is it It was Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Mac it was. I'm pretty sure. Because that was the first, that's the first version I heard of it. But that, I think the, I think the Dixie Chicks did a version of that. Like They're known as just the Chicks, did you know that? I didn't. Um, okay. Because um. because they realized the horrible connotations <laughs> of calling themselves Dixie, especially when they're not conservatively put. But that's what I that's that's what I always kind of liked about them mm. is that they were kind of always even though they were in the realm of country. What I always got out of mm. that group was that they were kind of doing their own thing the whole time. Well, I mean, Enough. they badmouthed GW yes, they, in yes, Texas. Yes, they did. During his administration, yes, that took a lot of guts. And they got, oh, and they got banned from the airways for that oh that's almost like cancel culture <laughs> wait I, th- I thought only people on the left participated I know. in cancel culture yeah no one in the right has ever tried to I'm do conf- anything i'm confused mm-hmm. confuzzled mm-hmm. anyway but i i i'm not into that type of music and because mm-hmm. yeah, i'm just not but i i have always had a respect for them because they seem to be always to a degree like putting their middle finger up mm-hmm. at and I'm, the traditional uh, yes, sort of, yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, <laughs> I was like, how do we get on the, ch- the chicks? Oh, it's the landslide. The, the, the <laughs> um, yeah, I, I still... Mm. Me and Stevie Nicks, man, I, don't, I admire Stevie Nicks as a person. I don't understand her as a songwriter. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, because uh, art is just... People who make it big in art are just, they're different people. I mean, they are. They're unique. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, they see the world completely differently, mm-hmm. which is why they inspire other people to, you know, and mm-hmm. that's not something that, you know. Yeah. Also, her stuff is really boring to play on the bass, can I say? Having just played, like, kind of, two of her it's songs. Kind of, it's kind of boring sounding. Uh, yeah. There are some songs where I'm like, doom, 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 doom. If I need to go to bed, yeah. if I need to go to sleep, I'll put on the. I'll put on Rhiannon if I really need to go oh to bed. Oh my god! In in my one band when we play Gypsy, which is one of her songs, I, I played that song. Yeah, I? I literally just tune out. I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. My brain's doing something else. It's the most boring song ever. Oh my goodness! Sorry, Stevie, your national treasure. Story, story, Stevie. Story, Stevie, your national treasure. All right. So the 1996 Yosemite Valley landslide. This happened on June 10th, 1996. There are many areas around the world known for their glacier and limestone rock formations and other massive rock spires. Yosemite National Park in California in the United States is known worldwide for having some of the most stunning rock features and is one of the most popular destinations for rock climbers. You know, if you had said, um, where is Yosemite National Park? I don't think I would have said California. I would have said Arizona. That's what I was I was thinking Arizona. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of Yellowstone. Maybe that's what I'm getting at next. 
fucked up. That's what. That's where the picnic basket. I knew it was Yogi in the. Bear was I knew it was in the United States, but I was thinking Arizona. But Yellowstone's in like South. Dakota. I've been know. there somewhere. South Dakota. It's within the United States. Oh my God, we're so woefully <laughs> undereducated in <laughs> geography. Okay, anyway, it's in California. Um, I'm imagining northern to middle central. California? Sure, all of those things. It's not. It's not in Southern California. I right? doubt it. But who knows? <laughs> oh God, we're kind of the worst. Okay, these rocks have been awed by humans for centuries, and thrill seekers have gone to great lengths to scale some of the tallest formations. Ah, movies have been made about people climbing these massive monoliths, like Free Solo. I still uh, have not watched that. Same. It seems because like it would something... scare the shit out yes. of me. Yes. Even though clearly he doesn't die because they wouldn't have released it as a film. He doesn't, but I saw I saw a documentary on the the cameraman, mm. and this guy that was climbing up the rock. This was the only cameraman that he'd work with, and mm. some of those I've I've watched the trailer like and yeah. some of those angles, and I'm like it gives oh, me amazing. it just gives me like a sinking feeling. Yes, like like a, like a chill, like yeah. like something really bad is gonna happen. Why did they I just drone footage it? Uh, well, they probably did some of that too, yeah. but I think also some of it is you got you have to have a guy like right there with you. To, oh, I guess, yeah. You know, if in case he has to drop the camera and catch you. Oh, for all sorts of different Ooh. reasons. No, no, no. And, no, and no. also, it's the spirit of that's how films are, have always been made. Yeah, is you're fair right, enough. you're There's right a there person. when you're making a documentary. The mm-hmm. point is to be right there with the subject. That's true. Not that's with a true. fucking drone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Free Solo, which follows the escapade of Alex Honnold, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who free climbs. So that means, to my knowledge, no harnesses, no ropes, nothing. Right. He's just using a bag of chalk. His hands. In his hands. Oh, my God. And it won the best... uh, Documentary or something. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the Academy Award. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who free climbs one of the world's most famous rocks, El Capitan, which is located in Yosemite. I have heard of El Capitan. I didn't realize it was in Yosemite, so... You know what? I now I feel like we saw that in um, the Mount Hood disaster that we did. Remember the uh, Cascade Range? Mm-hmm. I think El Cap- mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That El Capitan was in that. Anyway. Uh, oh, <laughs> Rebecca said, don't know about you, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, you, I'm not fucking doing that either. Mm. He did this within three hours and 56 minutes, setting a world record. Wow. Well, still holding I, on to the side of a rock I, I for just, four hours. And the angles that they're hanging at they're like are backwards. just fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And if they slip, Mm-mm. that's it. Fuck, literally like game say. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And yeah, no, no thanks. While these formations can be awe-inspiring, they are very capable of failing. A rock slide is a type of landslide that occurs by rock failure in which part of the bedding plane of failure passes through compacted rock and material collapses in mass. Don't like any of that. Rock slides are similar to avalanches as they are both slides of debris that can bury a piece of land. Mm -hmm. This can be very troublesome in areas that have built housing developments and other establishments at the base of these giant cliffs. Yeah. Maybe don't don't do that. Maybe don't build it the foot of a giant mountain. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's easy to say, right? Unfortunately, in 1996, a landslide occurred in Yosemite that would devastate the surrounding area and people in its path. Ooh, I don't like where this is going. Oh, (laughs) and now, of course, Rebecca is going to 
answer all our questions about where is Yosemite. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I was just, I was just jumping. We were the just gun. testing her. <laughs> Yosemite National Park is an American national park located in the western Sierra Nevada of Central California. Central. Central. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you say Nevada or Nevada? Uh, Nevada. Yeah, I say Nevada too. Mm-hmm. To the southeast of the park is the Sierra, Sierra National Forest, and on the northwest is the Stanislaus, thank you for the pronunciation guide, National Forest. The park is managed by the National Park Service and covers an area of 748,436 acres, or 1,169 square miles, or 3,029 kilometers. The park sits in four counties, centered in... You guys are great. You always know how to put the pronunciation guides. Thank you. Tuolumne and Mariposa, uh, extending north and east to Mono and south to Madera County. Mariposa County is where the uh, 1989 San Francisco San Francisco earthquake originated. Mm. Okay, so that must be like the mm-hmm. northwest mm-hmm. of this area. Okay. The most well-known area of the park is the Yosemite Valley. Yosemite Valley is a glacial valley within Yosemite National Park. The valley is about seven and a half miles or 12 kilometers long and approximately 3,000 to 3,500 feet deep. Wow. Surrounded by high granite summits such as Half Dome and El Capitan and densely forested forested with pines. And Rebecca does the footnotes. Like our, you guys are so smart. So smart. <laughs> The valley is drained by the Merced River, and a multitude of streams and waterfalls flow into it, including Tenaya, uh, Illilouette, Yosemite, and Bridal Veil Creeks. Yosemite Falls is the highest waterfall in North America and is a big attraction, especially in the spring when the water flow is at its peak. I do love a good waterfall. Yeah. It's, it's, They're so pretty. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It really is. The, and it also makes you feel like... Like, you're in some primitive, like, ancient area. All I know is, like, the like some of the best sleep I've ever had mm. was in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. And also whenever I'm staying uh, on the ocean. Yeah. You, you just hear just, the white noise. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's just, That's true. Niagara Falls, you do just hear this. You can even... Feels, yeah. We didn't have a balcony in... No. But you can mm-hmm. still hear. I mean, it's so big and so powerful. Mm-hmm. You can still hear the, the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just... It, One of my favorite things about that trip is that we never turned on the TV in the hotel. No, room. We there was no need to. We just opened the curtains and watched yeah. the falls. Oh, so nice. We'll travel one day. Yes, again. again. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> Maybe we need to have a... Um, a live meetup so we can all have an excuse to travel somewhere. There we go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> the valley is renowned for its natural environment and is regarded as the centerpiece of Yosemite National Park. Yosemite has been inhabited for nearly 3,000 years, although humans may have visited the area as long as eight to 10,000 years ago. The indigenous natives call themselves Awanichi and were known as the Yosemite Valley people. They are related to the northern... Paiute and Mono tribes. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Many tribes visited the area to trade, including nearby central Sierra Miwok, who lived along the drainage area of the, sorry, I have to go back to Tuolumne and Stanislaus Rivers. A major trading route went over Mono Pass and through Bloody Canyon to Mono Lake, just to the east of the Yosemite area. 
The California gold rush in the mid-19th century dramatically increased travel by European Americans in the area, causing competition for resources between the regional Paiute and, oh man, Miwok, and the miners and hangers-on. In 1851, as part of the Mariposa Wars, never heard of that, intended to suppress Native American resistance, United States Army Major Jim Savage led the Mariposa Battalion into the West End. Why'd you have to do that? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) The Yosemite Valley. (laughs) That's such a great story. (laughs) Oh, come on. It is a great story. We're just being weird. He was pursuing forces of around 200. Awanichi, led by Chief Tanaya. Accounts from this battalion were the first well-documented reports of ethnic Europeans entering Yosemite Valley. Attached to Savage's unit was Dr. Lafayette Bunnell, the the company physician who later wrote about his awestruck impression of the valley in the discovery of Yosemite. Bunnell is created with naming Yosemite Valley based on his interviews with Chief Tanaya. Bunnell wrote that Chief Tanaya was the founder of the Awani colony. The Miwok and most white settlers considered the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I cannot retain this. Awanichi. Um, it's a pretty tough word to retain. Yes. <laughs> to be especially violent because of their frequent territorial disputes. Correspondence and articles written by members of the battalion helped to popularize the natural wonders of the Yosemite Valley and the surrounding area. That would be really weird to be the first people, not that they were actually the first people, but like the first written accounts of these places. Like most people didn't even realize this. Like at some point, most people didn't realize the Grand Canyon was a thing mm-hmm. until somebody was like, hey, the Grand Canyon is a thing. And, and <laughs> people know? people tried to build housing around the Grand Canyon, mm. which is also a, a great documentary, which is very boring, but it's very good. Uh-huh. It's called America's Greatest Idea. It's a Ken Burns documentary <laughs> about making national parks. Oh, OK. National because. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when people discovered these places, they're like, oh, we'll just build around it. Yeah, because there wasn't be, a... And it'll be private property. Well, Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt was the one who, like, really upped the national park game, right? In preservation. Uh, he, he was a preservationist. He was. Uh-huh. I mean, there there were presents before then. But, mm. but yes, mm-hmm. at, at the time when some of our most natural landmarks were discovered, people were trying to build hotels and housing God. in... Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Then people are like, no, like, everybody needs to appreciate yes, this. Yes, yeah. Like, this needs what to be... What a socialist idea that is. <laughs> yes, I know. You know? Niagara Falls is literally socialist. <laughs> well, it's part in between, Canada, Between you know? two countries. <laughs> with casinos. So, yeah, not so much, but anyway. Of course, why didn't we go to a casino? You didn't, want, you didn't, you didn't want to. Did I, did I put the K-Bosh on <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, you did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, I just do. probably didn't. <laughs> just didn't feel like it. I don't know. I don't like. I mean, I'm not a, a gambler, so I'm not rich either. But casinos are fun. There's lights and colors and noise. <laughs> things. It's fun. We loved Vegas. I love Vegas, but yeah. I didn't love it for the casinos. <laughs> I kind of did. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Correspondence and articles written by members of the battalion helped to popularize the natural wonders of the Yosemite Valley Valley and the surrounding area. 
Chief Denaya and his Awanichi. Yep. Oh, thank you. <laughs> were eventually captured and their village burned. They were removed to a reservation near Fresno, California. The chief and some others were later allowed to return to Yosemite Valley. In the spring of 1852, they attacked a group of eight gold miners and then moved east to flee law enforcement. Near, I keep saying Mono, but it might be Mono, M-O-N-O, probably Mono Lake. Uh, they took refuge with the nearby Mono tribe of Paiute. They stole horses from their hosts and moved away, but the Mono Paiutes created... Sorry, <laughs> I said that literally that word was not there. <laughs> Tracked down and killed many of the Awanichi, including Chief Tanaya. The Mono Paiute took the survivors as captives back to Mono Lake and absorbed them into the Mono Lake Paiute tribe. After these wars, a number of Native Americans continued to live within the boundaries of Yosemite. A number of them supported the growing tourism industry by working as laborers or maids. Later, American Indians became part of the tourism industry itself by selling baskets or performing for tourists. A reconstructed Indian village of Awani has been erected behind the Yosemite Museum, located next to the Yosemite Valley Visitor Center. In 1849, the discovery of gold in California meant new groups of people arriving in California. Competition for land and resources brought many of these groups into conflict and often into violent confrontations. The first non-native group to enter Yosemite was the Mariposa Battalion, a Euro-American militia formed to drive the native Awanichi people onto reservations. After the Mariposa Indian War came to a close, Yosemite was now open to settlement and speculation. Through the work of illustrators, authors, painters, and photographers, word spread of the magnificent valley in the heart of the Sierra Nevada and giant trees. Many pioneers became tourist operators, building hotels and inns and starting stagecoach companies to bring the interested early tourists on the long journey to Yosemite. By 1864, the value of Yosemite was recognized by the federal government when Abraham Lincoln, there we go, oh. signed the Yosemite Grant, placing Yosemite under the protection of the state of California. This is all making me want to go to Yosemite. Yeah. <laughs> Yosemite is known for its granite cliffs, waterfalls, rivers, giant sequoia groves, glaciers, it's, it's lakes, meadows, and biological diversity. gorgeous. I know. Something that has always been a thing to me, and probably because of growing up on the East Coast, is redwoods and sequoias. I know, because like I've never seen I've know. never seen them. We have, like, big, tall pine trees or whatever. And, and maples. But that's like, no, it's nothing like sequoia tree. Uh-uh. Or no. those redwoods that, like, yeah. you can literally, like, they cut out arches in and yeah. you can drive through. They're that big. And they're thousands of years old they're older than the bible my god yeah some people would have you believe otherwise but <laughs> they're they're older than six thousand years it would be really cool to see that. it would be Just really amazing and the i mean trust me i've looked at this too like people have made like treetop like resorts oh stay in a treehouse <laughs> they're expensive as fuck i'm sure but i'm like I would love to do that one day, just for a night. You know, tree houses are very interesting to me. They're fun. And they seem very cool. As yeah. long as they have running water. It just reminds me, of, like, like, this is my chance to be an Ewok. <laughs> that would be what if you If there think. was a rope swing, like, between each, like, that's how you could get each around house. was a rope swing. I'd be like, I'm down for it. Almost 95% of the park is designated to wilderness. Oh, that's great. Yosemite Valley is the place where most people visit and stay. It represents only 1% of the park area. Wow. 
The valley floor is 4,000 feet or, or 1,219 meters above sea level. The valley contains granite cliffs that rise 3,000 to 3,500 feet or 914 Jesus. to 1,067 meters above the valley floor. That must be yeah, mm, really amazing that's, to be in. That's, well, that's, even, really, that's really high up. Yeah. Well, yes. Even Vegas when we were in there, that was a valley and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that dramatic of a contrast. Uh, Snowmelt from the high country creates numerous creeks that tumble from hanging valleys above the cliffs, all which combine to the Merced River, which flows out from the western end of the valley down the rest of its canyon to the San Joaquin Valley. The floor of the valley has forests and large open meadows where you can view the different waterfalls in the surrounding cliffs and crests. The features in Yosemite Valley are made of granite rock and placed as plutons... Wow... And placed as plutons. I don't even know what that means. Miles deep during the late geological period. Cretaceous. Again, smart people writing our research. Thank you, Rebecca. I don't know what that means, but that's really cool. <laughs> Pluto And placed as plutons. That's not a phrase I thought I'd ever no. read, but okay. Over time, the Sierra Nevada was uplifted, exposing this rock to erosion at the surface. The oldest of these granite rocks... At 114 million years, occur along the Merced River Gorge mean, west mean, of the valley. You mean 6,000 years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was created in six days. Yeah. Well, no, just on the day that, on that day. the Earth was made. Whichever yeah. day. <laughs> the El Capitan Pluton intruded the valley, forming most of the gigantic rock that makes up much of the central part of the valley, including Cathedral Rocks, Three Brothers, and El Capitan. The youngest Yosemite Valley, the youngest Yosemite Valley Pluton, is the 87 million year old oh half dome gran- granodiorite, which makes up most of the rock at Glacier Point, the Royal Arches, and its namesake, Half Dome. So 87 million years ago would have been when there were still dinosaurs on Earth. Well, let's see. Uh, Cretaceous, the late dinosaurs geological period, Cretaceous. There were dinosaurs roughly in 65 million years ago. Okay. Well, then I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's but, how, that's... but also people were alive, David, because people and dinosaurs walked together. They did. And rode them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, Yosemite is a huge tourist destination. I can imagine. Yeah. We want to go after reading this. And can have up to 5 million visitors in a year. People go to Yosemite for a variety of reasons. Primarily, it is known for camping, hiking, and rock climbing. Ugh. Hiking, maybe. Otherwise, See, I don't want to do that. I'm up for all of those things. No. Mm-mm. Especially the camping part. Hiking-ish, I'm okay. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with, like, staying in a nice hotel. That's okay. camping. Quote, camping. No, it's not camping. Glamping? No. No, it's just staying in a hotel. <laughs> it's just staying in a I hotel. I like staying in hotels. <laughs> uh... It is common... Oh, Yosemite Valley is the main area of the park, most frequented by visitors. It is common for there to be rock slides and landslides that occur in the park and surrounding areas. Okay, that's making me slightly rethink this visiting idea, but let's see how this story goes. That's where the hotel comes Mm, into play. uh, None have been more destructive than the one that occurred on July 10th, 1996. Ooh, I had June. I guess I got that wrong. Sorry. Uh, At 6.52 p.m., a large block of granite with an estimated volume of 78,000 cubic yards. A block God. of granite. D- 
detached from a cliff between... A, a, a chunk of a mountain, essentially. A giant chunk of a mountain detached from a cliff between Washburn Point and Glacier Point in Yosemite Valley. 162,000 tons of rock and other debris fell to the ground at over 174 miles per hour or 7 no, uh, to 8 meters per second. God. So, to put that in perspective, to outrun this thing, you have to run faster than seven to eight meters per second. Do, As, do you know how far seven to eight meters? You have to run more than twenty-four yeah. feet per second. Yes, that's not physical. As a human being, it's not humanly possible. It's not happening. Mm-mm. After detaching from the cliff, the rock mass slid down a rock shelf. For 600 feet, or 183 meters, at an angle of 50 degrees from vertical and acquire from vertical at 50 degrees from vertical and acquired sufficient speed to free fall ballistically, an estimated 1,800 feet or 550 meters prior to impacting about 200 feet or 60 meters from the base of the cliff in the Happy Isles area of the valley floor. Okay, so this is not a landslide in the way that I was picturing, which is a a slide of, like, uh, we, we talked about it in that one episode, damn it. It was in South America. I don't know. This is episode 195. I don't remember. <laughs> Do you have the hiccups? No. <laughs> but, like, I'm picturing, like, a flow of debris, right? This is a giant boulder mm-hmm. that's free falling. Well, it's going to pick up other things along yes, the way. Yes, yes, agreed. Yeah. Like, there's debris, too, but it's just, wow. Oh, my God. The rock side registered with the force of a magnitude 2.15 earthquake yeah, at seismic stations yeah. up to 200 kilometers away. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? Witnesses relay sound hearing what they thought was uh, thunder and then started to see the rock crumbling. So they started to run. Mm, Jesus. My God. Others likened the sound to low-flying jet jet craft. The air blast exceeded 430 kilometers per hour faster than the speed of sound in such dusty conditions. Pulverized rock descended from the impact site toward the nature center, abrading trees and depositing gravelly coarse sand. <clears throat> One witness described the trees as snapping like matchsticks yeah, from the force. I bet. Mm. The falling of trees and the collapse of a footbridge over the Merced River caused an instantaneous drop of four inches in the level of the river, which recovered ten minutes later. The impacts of the blocks generated atmospheric pressure waves, resulting in a wind or air blast comparable in velocity to that of a tornado or a hurricane. That's a, that's is all the stuff that's is that you don't think shit. of is all yeah. like the impact of mm-hmm. again, waves are one of the scariest things I think that we've encountered in all of. Because oh, you can't see them. <clears throat> yes, at all. you're absolutely right. You're only going to feel them. Mm-hmm. Mm. The air blast uprooted and snapped about a thousand trees within an area of about 0.13 square kilometers, extending from the impacts on pre-existing talus out to a bridge over the Merced River at Happy Isles, 540 meters away. 
Structures damaged by the snapping of these trees. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the trees damaged stuff too. Included the Happy Isles Nature Center and Snack Bar. The impacts also triggered the formation of a massive dust cloud. Dust from the cloud rose rapidly into the air and plunged the surrounding area into darkness for several minutes. One witness, quote, noted that the sky went black for six minutes as the dust raised by the cloud blocked out the late afternoon light, end quote. Yeah, this is summer Mm -hmm. at like before 7 p.m. So yeah, it's still light out. Dust from the blast stripped bark from trees, carrying that leaves and branches over 300 feet and burying them in sand. However, it could have been worse. If there had been no dust to absorb the main blast's energy, the shockwave would have traveled farther, causing more widespread damage. On the day of the incident, the park was hosting around 20,000 visitors. A 19-year-old hiker and five other teenagers were hanging out at the Happy Isle snack bar after a long hike. One of the teenagers described hearing what they thought was thunder. That's a kind of mm-hmm. a common thing. Well, because when you hear something that you've not heard before, you liken it to something else. That, that you have. Yeah, exactly. And this is literally a chunk of a mountain being pulled apart from the mountain. Yep. Fall, like, dis- uh, detaching. Yeah. yeah. So that probably mm-hmm. is what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. I woke up this morning to thunder. Mm. There's like this really low, deep... We haven't seen thunderstorms around here recently. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah, that was a little... Well, different. Um, when they looked up and saw the rock slide coming down, they all started to run. Oh my god, I can't imagine the terror. I keep, I don't know why, I keep picturing the Indiana Jones trying to outrun the boulder. Yes, of course. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I know that that's silly, but just like the idea of something. It's the only frame inevitable. of reference yeah. we have. Yeah, like a cultural reference, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I the only thing I think of is like when you're trying to outrun something, try running to the side, sort of a thing. But if you're in the middle of like a forested area, what do you even do? Hmm. One of the teenagers became pinned by a tree, killing him instantly. Oh, oh Jesus! One of his friends suffered a broken arm, leg, and suffered serious neck injuries. Another was struck by a falling tree, suffering deep gashes in her arms, leg, and face. Four medical evacuation helicopters, teams of searchers, searchers with dogs, and the local county coroner came to the scene. Multiple people were found trapped under trees. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And dust and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Ugh. One of the helicopter pilots said that the entire area was covered in dust and darkness for over 45 minutes and they couldn't see anything, significantly impacting their search efforts. Firefighter John Brenner recalled it as, quote, being in a dust storm, searching for a needle in a haystack, end quote. Oh, my God. There have, there had been approximately 100 people below the base of the rock fall, fall, many unaccounted for. It took several days to confirm the number of people, people injured from the slide. In total, wow, there was one fatality and 12 others severely injured. That could have been so much worse. And the, the one fatality was, was that poor was kid. That's awful. A teenager. Oh. oh my god. And, pro- and probably just the terrifying last minutes too. That's awful. The source of the rock fall was an arch of exfoliating rock. You, that's not something you want to hear. Exfoliation is for your face. <laughs> not for rock. Not for a mountain. Mm-mm. 
I do not want any part of exfoliating mountains. Um, uh, exfoliating rock about 492 feet or 150 meters long. Ooh, ranging from 32.8 to 131 feet or 10 to 40 meters high. That is Massive. huge. And estimated to be between 19.6 to 29 and a half feet or 6 to 9 meters thick. The majority of which detest in two large blocks. While most rocks start to break down into smaller rocks during the falling process, these did not. The slabs were so thick that they did not break up, remaining intact for the most part, thus contributing to the force of the impact. Oh mm. my god. That is like Indiana Jones and mm-hmm. the giant boulder. It's not like a bunch of tiny rocks or whatever, but ugh. There is no way to tell just what precipitated this rock fall, but a number of factors contributed. Vegetation was growing along many of the rock joints, with extending roots causing fracture and creating soil formations. Earthquakes over time jarred the cliffs, this is California after all, and rocks adjusted their position slightly, contributing to eventual failure. Water was a key factor, expanding in cracks as ice, weathering the rocks as chemical agents, and reducing friction as fluid. Rock falls occur most frequently during the fall and spring when there is more precipitation and when there are wider fluctuations of temperatures, causing freezing and thawing. That makes sense. Because it happened in midsummer, the Happy Isles rock fall did not fit the pattern. The best explanation is that a combination of circumstances ultimately precipitated a failure, which then set off a chain reaction around the initial release, causing instability and affecting other weak rock structures on the slide's routes down. You know, that sounds... This might be the most natural, natural disaster we've covered, because... It just happens. Yeah, and it's not even like, um, oh, well... uh, you know, uh, uh, climate change can make hurricanes and tornadoes and stuff worse. This literally, I mean, now maybe like the freezing and thawing and stuff, but this just sounds like this would have happened if humans had never lived on Mm -hmm. the earth. Like it it just, this was just what happened to this rock. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh boy. The next morning, a second fall occurred in the same area where the other slaps had loosened. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that weakened the area. There were no injuries or major destruction noted from the second fall. Well, that's good. This rock fall gave way to new tactics on how the U.S. Geological Survey researches and measures rock slides. New rock fall research teams in Yosemite are able to manage the different rock faces and help reduce rock fall risk. While rock falls of this magnitude are extremely rare, it is recommended by the National Park Service that if you are near the base of a cliff when one occurs, Try to move away from the area as quickly and safely as possible. <laughs> try, try being Just the key try. word. Just give it a try. <laughs> Suck on that, Yoda. <laughs> There's no, Yeah, right. There is no try. There is no try. Do or do not. Well, I, I tried to outrun a right. mountain. <laughs> do I get some credit for it? Mm-hmm. If you are unable to leave quickly, seek shelter behind the closest nearby boulder. And then Rebecca said, or just don't stand under huge cliffs. The end. Wow. And that was the story of the 1996 Yosemite Valley landslide. It Really, the whole time we were, we were talking about the story, I couldn't help but think of Red Dead Redemption 2. That takes place like in the West, right? It Maybe. does. And that's, that's why, like, there's nothing... 
like that in the game. Like a, a rock slide mm. or a landslide. But it's like there could be. Because... It's just unbridled nature, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. That would be fucking scary as hell. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Well, uh, that's the thing. You know, I think the other part of it is that we're so used to living and being in such developed spaces that yeah, the risk I mean, of we don't, like yeah, this happening no. is zero. We, we don't live near a mountain. No. But not <laughs> only do we not live near a mountain, a lot of the natural, like, it, not not just this per se, but this is an example of just when nature is just nature, natural disasters happen. Mm-hmm. But when nature's kind of wiped out a bit, then less happens in terms of natural disasters, like specific to that area. Like I said, you know, climate change is a whole other, quote, natural disaster that is human caused. But um, so the idea of just like, yeah, well, you know, it just, this was a rock that got stressed over time and then just collapsed and pinned a a child to a tree. Like that's horrible. That's horrible. But natural like completely natural and that's um you know that is something that i do think people maybe aren't always because you know you hear stories about horrible things people do in natural parks like people trash things or graffiti things or like like even on some of the mm -hmm. disc golf uh, parks that we go to, mm. like there's trash and shit all over, and I'm like, not all right, over the place. Or even just a local on, park or something, yeah. But on certain holes, it's just like, eh, you come on. You couldn't have not left your beer can here or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, but, like, a, a, a lack of respect for such natural sure. land. But then the other side of it, too, is like, understanding that this is really natural land. And... This is natural, 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 land. Like, natural. Like, yes, like, and, like and the National Park Service can't protect you from some no. from something like this happening. You know, now apparently they did learn a lot about these types of of rock slides to help protect people in the future. But if you when, I mean, when you're in the world, you're not guaranteed any safety. But you know, nature, nature is nature, it and is it's exactly gonna nature. That. Nature's gonna nature. <laughs> you know so man mm. well thank you Rebecca yes very much that was I had never heard of that that was very interesting and uh, I mean tragic it was tragic that poor kid um it's a little amazing that that was the only fatality mm-hmm. not that it's one was good wholly amazing yeah but it's, it's not good that anybody died but Wow, and it sounds like a really brutal end too. And then people getting obviously seriously injured, but but and and now I'm not so sure I want to go to Yosemite. <laughs> I was in this whole like beautiful introduction about Yosemite. I was like, oh, I want to go to Yosemite, and then hearing that, I'm like, Yay. yeah, not really. <laughs> I don't know. No, I would actually. Like, it sounds very beautiful. I'm. It does. But that is a little scary that something mm-hmm. like that could just happen. Well, if you're in a valley, that means there's mountains around you. Very true. So, mm, I don't know. Horizon Zero Dawn taught us that. <laughs> That's your second um, video game mention. <laughs> yeah, there'll, there'll be a lot more. It's it's supposed to come out in like two months. Oh, the new uh, mm-hmm. Horizon, what's it called? 
the Forbidden West. Oh, so it's which which they make references to in the the first game. Where I thought she was kind of in the West in the first. Well, she is, but the the Forbidden West is apparently California. Mm. Like she's in uh, Utah, Arizona, the uh, Southwest kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm sure you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best games ever played. Horizon Zero Dawn? Yes. One of the best stories ever. Okay. That's saying a lot. It is. Like, it's -hmm. it's up there for me. Where does it compare with The Last of Us? It's kind of right behind it. Really? Okay. Yeah. The the Last of Us, um, you can identify with more because it deals with modern human society. Mm. So you can kind of, you know... Relate to it? Yes. Oh. This one is... Dystopian. It is dystopian, and it's thousands of years into the future. Okay. But of an Earth that only exists because robots repaired it. Right. <laughs> That's right. And the, the whole backstory of why that happened is... It's, it's a phenomenal game. Mm. Okay. So... Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to take my mind off the, the fucking... I know, I know. The, the kid that was just crushed by a... <sighs> yeah, that that's not that's not good. Mm-mm. And that's... How traumatic for the family, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... That, that's like... That goes into, like, freak accident territory, mm-hmm. you know, because no one would have no. guessed that that no. would have happened. Nobody, yeah. nobody was forecasting mm-hmm. that, oh, a piece of the mountain was going to fall off today. I don't think I knew prior to this that pieces of mountain could fall. <laughs> I mean, I theoretically, I, maybe. Yeah, I guess I didn't really know that <laughs> but either. But I wouldn't have... No, it uh, makes sense. Sure. But I'm not sure I would have thought of that originally. I mean, they are living things. I mean, they, they really are. Well, they're... Um, Rocks are not living per se. It's it's they are um what's the word I'm looking for? Um evolving things. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nature is scary. Leave nature alone. <laughs> <laughs> that is my mantra and so far it has paid off for me. <laughs> it's worked Leave out. nature alone. <laughs> Let nature be. Leave nature alone. <laughs> All right. I got nothing. Yeah, and except thank you, Rebecca. Very well yes. done. Yeah, this this was uh again. Yeah. Anyway. It, well, it's not good, but then again, our our podcast is called All Bad That's Things. True. So there's that. So that was the 1996 Yosemite Valley landslide. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.